the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Nice, nice, nice new month. We break into the uh, to the month of July, man, this weekend is a, a a very good weekend for us as you listen to this uh i'll be at a track meet with with my my kids down in iowa and uh we'll be trying to qualify to represent our region at the junior olympics in greensboro north carolina uh it's been a great summer for us you know for for those of you who, who uh just listen uh we our leadership academy is going along it's going real well i'm just so happy to see how uh, the young people are growing, those especially in the leadership position. Um, you know, our numbers a little down this summer. Uh, I guess our neighborhood is, is is changing. Not as many kids running around as I, as as the whole uh, gentrification issue kind of comes into play. You know, we, we don't have even the playground across the street. It's not full like it used to be. You know, a lot of families have have moved uh, to the northern suburbs, Brooklyn Center, Anoka, Crystal, New Hope. And uh, and so getting back to us, some of the kids have been in our program, getting back to us, transportation becomes becomes a problem. And uh, and so we have to see, you know, how our neighborhood pans out and what we need to do. Uh, we're committed to our neighborhood. We're committed to providing that. Uh, you know, we have almost 100 kids on our track team uh, that we're just uh, regulating them and, and exposing them to the leadership values. It's so funny a lot of times uh, when people come from other teams to our teams, they 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 are amazed at how much authority we give our athletes, you know. But if you've been in our system for a couple of years, uh, we teach you how to teach. And so a lot of times I can leave a 16-year-old with a, you know, 11, 12-year-old, and they will teach them exactly what needs to be taught. It was so uh, one young man in particular. He's a Thor, and uh, and he's been in our program for a while, and you know he's getting through there. And so, during the high school season, a lot of our coaches coach high school and college, and so the 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 the, the majority of our coaches coaches don't show up until like June. And so, when the main throwing coach showed up and started seeing the new kids throw, she she looked and said, "Wow." You know, who taught you kids how to throw and block and do all these things? And they said, you know, uh, Coach Randry did, which Coach Randry's a 17-year-old, you know, on our on our squad. And, you know, she went back to him and thanked him for doing such a great job and, and, and teaching the kids there. And, and that's what we try to do. We try to equip them to give back. 
You know what I mean? We try to equip them to give back. Don't wait till you leave to give back. Start giving back now. As I've, I said before, you know, uh, our young people who make that leadership plateau, they give us about 200 hours, 200 volunteer hours uh, a year in, in urban community, whether with our program or, or park board programs or back to their old elementary schools, you know, uh, and, and they enjoy it and they're good at it. You know, they're good at it. You know, I mean, I, I lost three staff people this summer to other programs, you know, because they got offered jobs and they said, should I take it? I said, sure, you better take that job. I can't pay you $13 an hour, you know. <laughs> uh, and so, but they still check in. They still check in every week and, you know, make sure they they, they keep on online for their goals and their principles. And, and, uh, and I'm loving it. Even when we follow them up in college, it's just a great thing. Uh, you know, I'm going to continue my, my, my teaching on Kings today. I uh, left off in the book of, of Deuteronomy. And uh, it's one of the things that I always uh, teach uh, my my leaders, you know, that, you know, what's there. Now, I'm going to focus on Kings. Now, queens, don't get mad. I, I have to hit y'all next week, but I'm going to want to focus on the Kings. Kings are in bad shape. You know what I mean? Women are doing well when it comes to stepping up and filling in leadership. You know what I mean? That That we as men have left voided, whether in the home or, or someplace else. So let's go back to Deuteronomy 17, right? And I'm going to uh, start this time. I'm just going to start in verse 14. Uh, it says, you're about to enter the land the Lord your God has given you. When you take it over and settle there, you may think we should select the king to rule over us like other nations around us, right? God understood how we are as people. When we see things, we can be covetous. That's why it's in one of the commandments, thou shalt not covet. You know, we see something, we want it. That's what we call style. That's, as, as my children tell me, you know, style. They act like it's a new word. I fell for it too. You know what I mean? <laughs> I fell for it too. You know, the style back, you know, the only, we didn't have a lot of gym shoe companies. We call them gym shoes, you know. We didn't have a lot of athletic footwear back then. You know, you had pro kids. That was for the elite, the rich. They they got pro kids. You know, you know what I mean? And then, but everybody else, it was Chuck Taylor. You know what I mean? You had to have some Chucks. After that, it was zingers, zippers. You know what I mean? We had a little saying, don't get the shoes to slip and slide. Get the ones with the star on the side. Because the mother little hard plastic bottom shoes, man, you try to stop, you ain't stopping. You're going to keep going. And, you know, Chuck, but Chucks, then you couldn't get Chucks till you got to a size seven, right? Because it was a man's shoe. You know what I mean? So it was a rite of passage to get your first pair of Chucks. And, man, I cried. When I got to a size seven, man, I pestered my mother to no end. And she would not give me the money to go buy my chucks, right? She said she'd go get them. And I looked out the window like a kid anticipating Santa Claus, waiting for my mother to bring me them chucks. I saw her come up the street with a bag, and I got happy. As she got closer, it was not the Florsham's bag. You know what I mean? It was a father and son bag. And I, and I said, Ma, you got my shoes? She said, yeah, I got them. She said, I, I couldn't remember the store you told me to go to, you know, Florsham's, father and son. So she walked into a father and son saying, I'm looking for Chuck Taylor. The guy said, I got something just as good and cheaper. Once he said cheaper, that sold my mother. I cried like a baby, man. I cried. Yeah, she just said, I ain't walking back up there. When these tear up, I buy you some more. I jumped off garage roofs. I ran through puddles. I slid on concrete. I try to do everything to tear them shoes up to get my chuck. So I understand style when my kids come to me saying, but dad, it's the style. You know what I mean? You know, everything like that. You know, I don't care what the style is. We ain't buying no jeans with no holes in them. 
<laughs> in my from my generation, you was po if you had holes in your jeans. And I said, but I guess it's cool to be po now. You know what I mean? But it, I'm not buying no torn up jeans. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. You better go steal them or somebody clothesline. Oh, no, we don't do clotheslines no more. Anyway, well, I guess you can't get the jeans. So style is something that we get into and, and happen. But but God knew that the children of Israel would want a king once they saw how other nations had a king. And he put an if in it, if this happens, meaning it didn't have to happen. But he says, if this happens. Now, is God, God's not bipolar or don't understand things. But God, in his way, was hoping that they would always choose him to be their leader. But if they didn't want him as a leader anymore, he said, at least, at least choose a man whom I choose. You know, choose a man whom I choose. You know, let let me let me be in the selection process. Let me appoint a fellow Israelite, and he may not be a foreigner. The king must not build up a large stable of horses for himself or send his people to Egypt to buy horses. For the Lord has told you, you must never return to Egypt. Horses and chariots was 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 the was the Bentley Rolls Royce uh Mustang classic car. You know, when cats get rich, they they have like fifty four car garages. I think it was Jay Leno got a fifty four car garage. You know, I mean, they and they 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 accumulate cars. You know, what I mean, you know, all of us have seen Iron Man and seen Tony Stark with all his cars lined up in there and the whole nine yards. You know, you know, God was saying that that, that the king does not need to get caught up in those material things. He does not need to to go collecting. He doesn't need to get sidetracked with that. You know, because it would force him to return back to Egypt or Egypt being back into the back into the the lost part of our lives, you know, the 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 land of condemnation, not the land of promise. Right? The king must not take many wives for himself because they will turn his heart away from the Lord. Man, Solomon must not have read this one. You know what I mean? Because Solomon had took up a lot of them and we see what happened to him. They turned his heart away from the Lord. And we even see organizations now, secret organizations that trace their history back to the time of Solomon saying, if God didn't persecute Solomon for worshiping two gods, he won't persecute us. Right. And it, it comes in there. It said he must not accumulate large amounts of wealth and silver and gold for himself. Right. You know, that's not your job. It's not your job to become rich. It's your job to serve the people. You know, it, God always has servant leadership, meaning a leader that serves, that comes in there. If you have this kind of leadership, you look at a leader that's only thinking about himself, how many chariots he can have, how many women he can have, how much money he can have. And it's all about him. He's a center of attention. This is one of the things that kept me from wanting to be a pastor in my younger days. Ever since the day I got saved, people prophesied on me that I was going to be a pastor. And I looked at them and I didn't want to be a pastor. And the reason why I didn't want to be a pastor, because all my life I had been a servant leader. I didn't know I was a servant leader. I just like to serve. You know, I mean, that's what my family does. You know, we, we serve. Ministry helps. And, and, and I just knew that I didn't like the MO where the leaders got put on a pedestal. They got served first. They no one could do anything unless they did it. For, I, that whole I never liked that. You know, what I mean, maybe it's because I grew up Catholic and, and being around the priest that I was around. They always served you know what i mean they always served us you know and 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 I, some 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 instances and i understand protocol and i understand respect i don't I, I understand that if it's a special day or something i understand but just regular gp every day it's not about me it's not about making sure i have everything i need it's not about living your dreams through me as a leader you know that's not what it's about it's it's about being obedient 
to the word of God. That's what is that's what it's all about. So God is saying, don't have all these things in your life. Don't let your leadership be centered around what you can get out of your leadership. As Paul says, some are preaching the gospel for their own profit, you know, for their own, for their own body of money. You know, what are you doing to serve others? It's, in 18, the key part I want to see, when he sits on the throne as king, he must copy for himself his body of instruction on a scroll in the presence of the Levitical priest. I remember one summer I made my kids do this. I made them start Genesis, and they, they had to start copying. They had to make their own copy of the Bible, and uh, and they were writing. And, man, they hated it because it was the one year we didn't have our summer program, our leadership program. Now, the year before, they got mad because they had to get up every day and go to the leadership program. They couldn't sleep late. But the summer we didn't have it because we couldn't raise the money to get it there. They, and that was the only summer we missed, and we've gone 13 straight summers since then. Is uh, The next year, they they were happy to go 3D every day because they knew they had to copy that Bible, make a copy of the Bible. They said, Daddy, why are we doing this? I said, because y'all kings and queens. And they're like, you the king. We're not the king. I said, but I got to get you ready to be a king. And I, and so they we were going through there. But when you copy something, you have a tendency to really, really remember it. You have a tendency to know it. You have a tendency to be able to digest it, to find out where it's at. And so here they are writing their, this kid, these are the kings writing their own copy of the law while the Levitical priests look on and make sure, you know, that the translation is correct, right? And say so he must always keep that copy with him and read it daily as long as he lives. You know, we realize in some of the lives of the kings, this wasn't done. Because when Josiah, when they discovered the scroll in the temple, Josiah had realized that they, nobody hadn't seen a scroll and re- even not even the priest had read a scroll in a long, long time. Sounds like some some people I know who 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 have the title of of pastor or whatever, but don't never ever ever go into their word and they get an understanding of their word. You know what I mean? But they but they speak from the word because at one time they studied it in the school, and that's about the last time they studied it. He said, "But read it daily. That way, he will learn to fear the Lord by 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 obeying all the terms." of these instructions and decrees. So it's not just that one time copying it and you're done with it. You know, as I try to get across to, to a couple of my children who attended Christian universities who feel they don't have to fellowship, feel they don't have to go to church every Sunday. They don't have to go to Bible study all the time because they got a Bible degree and they went to chapel every day for four years. You know what I mean? You know, I want to choke them. You know what I mean? Because the thing about it is, is that, it's the daily. Even the kings had to do it daily, right? Because reading it daily helped them to obey, helped them to be obedient. It was always before them, right? It was always there. God knew he could speak to them because he knew where they were going to be at at a particular time as they read through the word. This regular reading will prevent him from becoming proud and acting as if he is above his fellow citizens. It was. It will also prevent him from turning away from these commands in the smallest way. And it will ensure that he and his descendants will reign for many generations in Israel. So this daily Bible reading was just not a matter of, of a ritual or something to do to get it out the way. You know, it, it had, it had, it has this effect. It says it will stop him from becoming proud and acting like he's better than everyone. It, it will stop him from, turning away from these commands in the smallest way, and it will ensure that his descendants will be okay for many generations. Man, that's off just reading the word. 
You're listening to Isaiah 61. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton. Uh, it's our radio ministry of Spirit of Church. Uh, we're talking about kings, raising kings. And now when we take a break, when we come back from the break, uh, we'll talk to you about how to apply these principles and walk out and create kings in your congregation, in your home. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Mission Minneapolis. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 980 The Mission Bible Teachers and Ministries with Alexa and Amazon Echo. You went and found him, huh? <laughs> I don't know this one either. Oh, you don't know that one? Nope. Got a groove, no doubt. Oh, yeah, you can fly down the freeway on this thing. <laughs> so let it hit the brake. Oh, my goodness, it's over. The gas pedal's down on the ground. <laughs> you listen to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church, and, uh, you know, having a, having a little fun today going down down memory lane. You know what I mean? Yes, as a black man, I did listen to white rock and roll. I'm going to admit that. <laughs> uh, you know, I, yes, I listened to Grandmaster Flash too, uh, Melly Mel, all of them, you know, growing up in, in my in my DJ days, the Silvers and all of other, Bobby Brown and all the rest of them pre-Coke days, but you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but as, as a DJ, I had all kinds of music, so I, I just figured I have all kinds, so I could appeal to all all kinds of people because everybody had money and I needed it. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> That's a good approach. <laughs> That's a good approach, man. My jazz collection outweighed my hip hop. So, but uh, uh, and so as we come back and bring it in, I just want to share a couple of things with you. One of the things is is that. Uh, and the reason why I'm talking about this is, is Kings is, is obviously I'm a dad. And uh, as, as we as dads, we know we all, you know, I always come to my sons and I always make sure my sons, you know, that, that they come correct. I wish I can say that all my kids uh, have always lined up with the word of God. That has not been the case. And and so as a, as a father, I have to deal with that, you know. And so, but overall, uh, as it says, you train them the way they go and they come back. And, and that's the most powerful thing is, is seeing the ones that did straight go back and the ones that haven't straight. I pray that they don't. But when I look at my daughters, right, and I look at my daughters, and uh, I look out there and I see some of the guys that are out there, and and I know they they mean well, but they haven't seen well. And and, and I'm only speaking from my context, in the urban context, is that 
they've seen some things that are not quite right. Now, I understand that this is not for everybody. You know what I mean? But, but man, I, I, it brings tears to my eyes when I, when I think about growing up in Chicago, some of the things that, that I had to endure, some of the things that I've done, some of the things that I've seen. And it wasn't because I was a bad person. It was because that's what I saw. That was normal. It was normal, right? It was normal. And and, and I'm not going to get in the radio what was there, but just understand this. It, it wasn't normal. You know, it, it wasn't normal to, to, to beat somebody. It wasn't normal to take things from people. It was, But that was normal where I was. And, and so it would, no one thought anything about it. I remember when I first got into youth ministry, I read this survey. And they read a survey amongst junior high students. And they said, if a guy buys something for a girl, is it okay for him to take sex? 49% of the junior high survey said it was okay. 47 said they didn't, they didn't think so, and the rest were undecided. They said it depends on circumstances. But 49% said, it, you know, you buy something. I mean, you take my daughter to the movie? Do you think you can, if she said no, you could take it? Man, I would pistol whip you anyway. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like, but you know, it, it, but where does this mentality come from? It comes from what they see. It comes from from things that they watch. You know what I mean? It comes from their, their little Nickelodeons and their and their whatevers that they watch and they see these scenarios played out and, and it goes into there. And and that's not the way that God intends it. You know what I mean? You know, our our, our daughters are there. They're our princesses, but we want them to become queens. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, we want them to become queens. I, I, I always look at Mordecai and I go like, how could you let your niece, you know, get caught in that situation? But it was a situation that ended up blessing the nation, you know. But but I, I, I look at, at our kings, these guys who are supposed to take care of, of our, our women, they're supposed to look at it. And then, you know, if they're they're off buying cars, chasing women, chasing money and therefore they're not there to be what they need to be to their families. Yeah. I mean, they're not there to be the priests of their homes, the Kings of their domain. You know, it's very important. And so here in Deuteronomy, God is saying, look, these are some basic things that a King should do not to get sidetracked with chasing money, chasing wealth, not to get sidetracked with chasing women. You know, you can always find a woman better than your wife. You know, look, look better than your wife, acts better than your wife, but she's not your wife. She's not the whole package. If you allow the enemy to break you down and only look at specific things, then I can always find something that's wrong with my wife and this other person that's right with them, but they're not the full package. You know, and, and so then if I'm not only doing that, if if I'm if I'm out here just buying toys all the time and my toys become more important than my wife or my children or or or, or bringing justice. You know what I mean? Or if I get out here like we saw in Proverbs thirty one you know, the women calls me, bring me to ruin, or I start drinking and, I, and my judgment is perverted. You know what I mean? Because I, I can't think straight, you know, on that type of thing. So the, the solution to that, he said, when he sits on the throne, he has to make a copy of the word of God. And not only make a copy of the word of God, but read the word of God. So step one of our process and our leadership process is we follow that, uh, what Billy Graham said was his key to wisdom. Five Psalms and one proverb a day. You know, if it's the first, we read Psalms 1, 31, 61, 91, 121, Proverbs 1. 
you know, six chapters a day, every day going over Psalms and Proverbs. Yeah, I mean, Psalms to learn how to worship him, Proverbs to get wisdom from him. And that's that's what our young people do every day during the summer. They, we, we try to get them into that, that habit. Some keep the habit up through the year. Most fall away from it. But we try to introduce them to that, to reading the word of God daily. Right. And we don't get into the whole word. We stick to Psalms and we stick to Proverbs. Right. We encourage them to venture off from that. But Psalms and Proverbs every day to start that day from 930 to 1030. They're reading five Psalms, one Proverbs from 1030 to noon. They're discussing it, talking about highlights, things that come out of it, things that go there. Right. Every day, getting them in it to understand how to work in wisdom, how to learn how to worship him, how to praise him and how to get going. Right. That word of God is important. So your first step in producing a king is to get them into the word of God every day, right? Get them into the word of God. Let them read. Let them read the gospels. Let them read the Torah. Let them read. Let them let them let them read the letters. Let them read the the uh, apocalyptic books. The minor prophets. Just to get that enjoyment. You know, I was told years ago if you read ten chapters a day, you can make it through the Bible twice in a year. And I've been doing that for like the last 15 years of my life, reading through the Bible twice a year, different translation every year. You know what I mean? They keep coming up with new translations. Most of them I don't like, but I read them anyway. Get into the Word. Remember, you want a king, not a fool or a prince. God bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's Dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.